0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the fresh episode of the IT Experience podcast. I'm Usman Sindhu with ServiceNow. In this podcast, we bring to you a wide variety of topics concerning IT organization, leadership, and technology. Today, we're going to talk about cloud migration, which is, in fact, a very hot topic nowadays. And we're going to share with you ServiceNow's IT story, as we also call it, Now on Now. My guest today brings a vast amount of experience in the IT infrastructure and operations space. Venkit Lakshman Naranian is the senior director at Now,
1: now IT
0: infrastructure and operations team. So welcome Venkit.
1: Thank you Usman. Thanks for the introduction. Um, I'm glad to be part of this and, and share our journey and how, how we are doing things uh, at ServiceNow using our product in every um, everything we do. Thank you.
0: Yeah, you bet.
1: So let's get
0: right to it and uh, tell us a little bit about how this cloud journey started. What was the vision behind it? Tell us a little bit about it.
1: Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, I'd love to share where we started and how we ended up. Um, so, three 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 and a half years back, um, when I started ServiceNow, one of the first things my boss told me was hey, we are a fast growing company and um, I'm afraid our uh, infrastructure cannot scale to our business demand. This is what he, he told me. And then I, I took up on it and then I looked at it. All our infrastructure was, um, you know, running on prem, on prem data centers in, in, in a sense in Colos. Um, and anytime we, we need to add a capacity, say, for instance, I need to add um, 50 more virtual machines and we don't have the processor or memory. Then the whole process of adding extra hardware to our data center and, and getting that available is, is easily a six months task. And then on top of it, you need to look at how much, you know, additional bandwidth you need, how much storage you need. This all takes time and effort and a lot of manual effort going through the procurement process and things like that, right? So the best thing is we want to go into a public cloud where I can spin up 1500 VMs in, in, a, in a 15 minutes or, or an hour right? Uh, with automation. So that, is the, that, that was the, uh, you know, the vision behind saying that we need to have a, a, a scalable on-demand infrastructure for us to support the business growth.
0: Yeah, that's very relevant, right? Because of in today's environment when companies have been hit hard to produce and deliver digital um, services they have to be very scalable. So I think that's great, and we're going to talk a little bit more about it. But then you were telling me earlier that you picked a few critical application services to migrate. How did you guys make that decision which application services to pick?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, before I go there, I actually want to also talk about how the cloud journey really helped us when the pandemic hit us without no planning, right? Um, since we already migrated everything to uh, public cloud or SaaS, when the pandemic came and then we were actually have to support all the fourteen thousand employees working uh, remotely, we are able to get everything going because we are already on the cloud, we are already on the SaaS um, or uh, on the cloud as IAS. So, so going back to your, your question about critical apps, we looked at our landscape on uh, what are the business critical applications what are the dependencies and how they interact with each other, right? And, and uh, how do we did that is because we had our CMDB almost ninety 99% accurate. And then we also had all of our service mapping dependencies on as part of our CMDB. So we were we able to quickly come to a conclusion, okay, this is SAP BI is the most critical uh, business application we have that has the most uh, um, you know, dependencies. Let's pick the, the most problem, most complicated one. That's how we ended up. We didn't pick the most easiest one. We went after the complicated
0: one. Yeah, that's very interesting. Again, like you picked up the, the most complicated, or sometimes picking the most complicated, um, you know, does help you out in the future uh, because you resolve the most complex thing first. But yeah. how, how tell us a little bit more about, uh, you know, the transition to the... Of these uh, SAP and BI applications, especially as you were also leveraging um, ServiceNow's IT operations management um, product suite, right? You guys uh, looked at the um, uh, you know the the discovery piece, and the whole visibility piece, and you also started to look at the um, in the monitoring and um, also the the post migration spending um, as well. So tell us a little bit about how that um, product suite helped you with this
1: transition. I see. Are you sure Usman, Because if I if I keep talking about how we used ITAM, I, I need a whole day. Are you okay
0: <laughs> Yeah, let's start. <laughs> we, we still got five more minutes, so go ahead.
1: <laughs> anyway, so um you know being in a, a service now in house IT, everything we do revolves around service now platform, right? In that sense I, our IT Operations management tools are very important for us to run our day-to-day operations. So that's no different when you migrate your uh, critical applications to cloud. So we need to make sure the same item modules and things are uh, can work in a, regardless of um, where you run it, right? All, all our uh, platform is actually very agnostic to where your um, workloads are running. That said, so when we migrated. We used again our you know service um, uh, discovery tool to discover everything what we migrated from on-prem to cloud, and then we also made sure that all the CIs and uh, you know the application dependencies, the service mappings are intact, and 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 then that then all the services are mapped to our operator workspace. So our SRT, which is our service reliability team, which is twenty-four by seven monitoring the health of our infrastructure, was able to actually easily transition from monitoring what is on-prem to what is on-cloud and then after post-migration we have to make sure that our infrastructure you know, is running optimized that, that means when you are having all your applications on-prem it's already a sunk cost because you made a huge capex investment you build this hardware you build this network and then either regardless of you consume or not they are there and they are depreciating. But when you move to the cloud, you pay for what you use. That means you're constantly looking for opportunity to optimize your uh, spend there. So that is where our Cloud Insights come into play, right? Cloud Insights gave us recommendations on, hey, this, uh, this particular VM is running on only uh, this, you know, this, um, this much amount of uh, memory and this much of com- processors. So this is a recommendation that you can scale it down. So we were constantly scaling down and we are doing two data as well, right? It's, it's, a, it's a continuous improvement process um, that we continue to save money. As we grow, we are, we are spending more and on the same time, we are also saving more.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a great journey, of course, and utilization of um, you know, service now combined with all the cloud uh, you know, provides products. It just brings a very nice mix. But sometimes people question also that, um, you know, you when you have uh, you're running multi-cloud environments, and uh, if you're running uh, AWS or Azure, now you guys are heavy in Azure. Um, you know, they also provide you some tools to to manage workloads, to you know, get visibility. So, what's the value that IT operations uh, product and service now adds on top of it?
1: Yeah. So, one is visibility, right? I mentioned about uh, uh, operator workspace. Operator workspace gives real-time visibility in what is happening uh, in your infrastructure, your application, your hardware, your network, and so forth. Right. On, on the other hand, you know we have uh, um, CMP and other tools that actually enables us to fast-track our deployment. Right. So uh, usually, uh, before when when an engineer wants uh, um, a VM to be spun up, he usually submits a ticket. The ticket goes through the process and then it takes almost 3 days because it's a, it's a low priority item 3 days to provision it or sometimes more depending on uh, the workload right with cmp automation it it's, it's an automated workflow on serviceNow platform and uh, and depending on the size of the uh, the vm requested it goes through an approval process and then gets provisioned automatically so the engineer gets the vm provision in less than an hour that level of uh, uh, you know um, Uh, efficiency that we're being in using our platform. And um, on top of that, we also um, look at, you know, uh, using our uh, uh, AI intelligence for operations because one of the things we want to do is how do we reduce noise? All these monitoring tools integrated to our platform, they generate a lot of alerts. And if we don't correlate those alerts, you end up creating too many incidents. And then the, the operations team will be looking for a needle in a haystack. The other area where we leverage uh, ServiceNow platform is that apart from the visibility, apart from automation, we also use um, our event correlation to actually reduce noise for our op- operations team because when you are having hundreds and hundreds of uh, you know um, alerts being generated, you don't want all of them to be turning into an incident. and And then that means your team is constantly working on something which they don't have to work. So we have done lot of event correlation we we brought down our noise by nine, 99% and the, our team today looks at only actionable incidents or alerts that ha, that needs some, some human touch otherwise we automated pretty much we also now leveraging our hla the the brand new platform for aa for our operations
0: that is great ranker and i know that now our team is very uh, you know outcome driven you guys measure a lot of your outcomes. So are there any, like share with us some of the um, outcomes that you have seen from a a saving perspective or efficiency perspective?
1: Yeah, as as I mentioned, right, we were able to reduce noise by 99%. And then um, apart from that, for the last three years, our service has grown 33% year over year, right? But my operations team actually stayed flat. Why we are able to stay flat, even though when we are growing and our, our infrastructure is growing is because we have efficiency on um, how we handle a uh, monitor and handle incidents, right? As I said, the noise reduction is very important. Automation is very important. That's how we're able to stay flat as an organization while providing the same level of service without any compromise and also the same uh, security posture.
0: Awesome. So. Um, you shared a lot of uh, information today is amazing for our listeners. And, uh, you know, now, now being customer zero, that means that uh, you guys get first hand, uh, you know, provision to all the products and services that ServiceNow produces. And then you're able to share those learnings with the rest of the uh, customers. So, uh, you know, in a nutshell, wrap it up for our listeners. Tell them if they're thinking about, uh, moving to cloud or, or maybe they are in somewhere in between the transition, what are some of the best practices they should leverage?
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And uh, to wrap it up, right. The, the key for any operational um, teams um, like the team I, I, I you know, I, I lead is that understand what assets we do have, right. And how they are dependent to the services you provide. So that means your CMDB has to be really accurate. With the with the service mapping, without that, anything you do is is going to not produce the expected result. Is because you don't know exactly what you have on on your uh, infrastructure. So that is the, that is the key. Once you have that foundation uh, right, you can build upon that by using a ServiceNow tool or any other automation tool for the fact, right. But having that 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 basing foundation uh, really accurate is more important than anything else.
0: Thank you, VanKit. And the recap, uh, Venkid said that you have a foundation, it has to be accurate, it has to be solid uh, to build upon it. So use your data, your assets that have to be in a very good shape uh, in a CMDB, uh, for instance, that will allow you to scale um, pretty fast uh, in any direction. So folks, this is a wrap for now. Thank you, VanKit, for being my guest today. We will continue to follow your work and hopefully get you back here again at some point. And for all of our listeners, thanks for tuning in. If you have other ideas, topics, or speakers for this podcast, reach out to me on LinkedIn or usman.sindhu at servicenow.com. Bye for now.